Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey, it's Laura. Hey, I'm Mac. And welcome to yet another medical emergency edition of The Holodeck is Broken. Yes, we are still quarantining because the virus didn't stop, guys. Just because everything opened up doesn't mean that, you know, people aren't still dying. It's not like Odo came back, you know, cured us all in the Great Link and everything was done. Huh. Is that is that what our leadership thinks they are? They yeah. think they're Odo? Trump's a big Deep Space Nine fan and just <laughs> expects... Odo to return and uh, heal the Great Link. Yeah, or maybe maybe that's what happens when Cisco becomes Space Jesus and right. Yeah, he comes back to cure us all it's, or something. It doesn't become space. We'll get to that. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I think you'll guess by now that we are uh, continuing our journey backwards in time and have reached upon the third live action Star Trek series, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the first premiere after the death of Gene Roddenberry. There is some debate in history as to whether or not Roddenberry was on board with the idea of Deep Space Nine, whether or not he was even informed of the idea in the last few years of his life, or anything like that. It's a divisive show, I think. Which is weird to me. It is. Some Roddenberry purists believe it is not appropriate Star Trek, which I think is... Have they seen Voyager? <laughs> well, I think... Like we said, too, Vicks. <laughs> right. Like we said last episode, I think for good or for ill, Voyager is the show that Roddenberry would have produced had he lived. Mm. There's there's more conflict in the show. It's serialized. The format is essential. Is very much at odds with the rest of Star Trek in that it doesn't take place on a ship. I'm gonna ask a controversial question then. Mm. Is Star Trek a little bit better the further detached it is from Roddenberry? I would say. And my answer may be controversial. Yes. Yeah. I think... Because it wasn't until... Because even in The Next Gen, like the early seasons aren't as good, but those are the ones that Roddenberry had the most involvement in. You're absolutely right. And the one movie that Roddenberry had the most involvement with was the motion picture. Yeah, and that was fine, just maybe overlong. Yeah, I think that, that's that's charitable of you. I think that I think the motion picture has merits, but I think anything that's wrong with it might be Roddenberry's fault. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I I think he had a great idea, but then again, I think that idea was taken from a Twilight Zone episode and Forbidden Planet. But that's a discussion for another time. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, yes, I think the most interesting Star Trek is the Star Trek that very pointedly goes counter to Roddenberry's edicts. Wrath of Khan was very much a, okay, let's not listen to Gene so much and, mm. and do another kind of movie. And uh, The Next Generation got better as Roddenberry was less involved. Deep Space Nine, I think, is the better series of the live-action spinoffs, and it had the least to do with him, and it was less interested in 
being dogmatic about the Roddenberry ideal. Mm-hmm. So I think that goes into our thesis statement of how we feel about the show. I think I'll let you go first because I might get ramped up a little bit. Oh, yeah, you might. I like Deep Space Nine. I It's not my ultimate favorite and that makes it sound like I don't care for it. So that's that's a weird thing to say. So I let think me... you prefer next gen. I think that's I it. no, I definitely yeah. prefer next gen. But th- there are some elements that I just I don't care for super much in D Space Nine. The religion. Well, yes. And, yeah. and that Yeah, that's that's the sticking point I think for me is mm-hmm. is as soon as you bring in not just a tiny bit of religion, but like the whole show revolves around an entire race of people thinking Cisco is some sort of messiah, and then by the end, emissary he, messiah. Okay, but but yes. come on, yeah. but like, but by the end, yeah, he's basically space Jesus and living in a wormhole. I don't get it, but yeah. I think that that's that's, the, that's and, yeah. the, and because the show revolves so heavily around that, I think is why that's not my favorite. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think you are fundamentally, and this is it, it sounds like pejorative, but you are. It's not that you are not traditionally religious. You are just sort of non-religious, period. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. More so than me, even. Yes. Yeah. That's why the the Bajoran religion never bothered me, especially because... It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't bother me. But it was not your favorite thing to I I typically would not watch a show about that. Right. I, I think the Bajoran religion works for me because it also is tied into science. It is not pure blind faith. There is a... Like, the pure skeptics and the pure faithful agree that there is something in the wormhole that has an intelligence to it. Yeah, but isn't... I mean, there, there's the whole episode where, is it Kai Wen comes Oof. in and is like... Uh, you can't teach the science yes. of the wormhole. Uh, like, no, so it's... Right. And no, and I agree with that. There's still That's why that I'm, tension, the uh, science versus religion. There, there absolutely yeah. is that tension, but it's not a matter of there's nothing out there versus there's something out there. It's disagreement about what the wormhole aliens are. Are they mm. gods? Are they just anti-linear time aliens and that sort of thing? And the the opinions fall along that spectrum. And it's not... The skeptics of the Bajoran religion would not say there are no wormhole aliens. They just say they're not gods. So I think when I've done full rewatches of the show, those episodes tend to be my least favorite. The ones that are like heavily prophet-centric. Mm. But where I do think DS9 does really well is in a lot of its character work. Yeah. You, I mean, you have O'Brien who, I mean, he's, he's on the next gen, but he's never like a incredibly standout character. Like he, he had several he episodes had, that yo, he was he the, cent- not the center or at least part of the right, center. Right. But yeah. he, but he's gets a ch- more of a chance to shine. I think on Absolutely. Space Nine. Um, he must suffer. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's lots of characters and there's mm-hmm. interesting characters and even the characters that are bad, you still love them on Deep Space Nine. The, the lines between good and bad maybe get blurred a little bit. Like yes, I think of Garrick. Certainly. I love Garrick's character quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He's just this Cardassian Taylor guy, but oh my God, he's a spy. He knows everything. He can get you whatever you need right. and a little bit of wet work in between. And, but like you still think maybe he's kind of a good guy, but then maybe not. And like, there's a lot of back and forth with him and i i love that you can put that into a character and he has a very heroic arc ultimately once the picture is complete right but you don't know until the picture is complete it's it's all by the time the last nine episodes start running up he is Mm -hmm. a freedom fighter 
pretty through and through. There's not a lot of doubt. Is he going to like betray everyone to the But Dominion? you've had seven seasons up until that yeah. point of not knowing. No, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, and absolutely the, right. The, the, the friendship he built with Bashir is, is fun to watch. And yeah. the antagonism between Odo and Quark is maybe yeah. one of the best things of the show. Like I'd, I'd watch their buddy cop movie like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so, I'm so sad. I'm like, I was sad when <laughs> Rene Auberjonois died, but now I'm like. Oh, like, they don't have to play Quark and Odo. They could just be buddy cops. That would be a hell of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that gets into my feelings in the show. Yes. I love Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I know you do. I, I, I love Next Gen. I love the original series. Mm. I you love DS9. I love <laughs> Deep Space Nine. I love every character on the show except for Dukat and Kai Wing, but I'm not supposed to love them. True, but even Dukat is kind of interesting from time oh, to time. Kai Wing is uh, they're interesting. nails on chalkboard for me, but... <laughs> even Kai Wing's interesting, mm. but, you know, I, I, I dislike them, but that's because my friends on the station also dislike them. Mm, mm, yeah, I'm, gotcha. I'm with them. I, I, you can't like Colt Gold Dukat and be Kira's friend. That's true. But I, I think it speaks very highly of the show and the writers and the producers and whoever that the actors that you can have villain characters that you love to watch so much that are interesting oh, yeah. and not just like, oh, here's our villain that showed up this week. There, There's so much, so much I could unpack. I could do a whole series about how much I love Deep Space Nine <laughs> and just do a different topic each time. Mm -hmm. uh, the serialization is unusual for the time, not quite unique. There are other shows. X-Files was doing a bit of serialization. Mm -hmm. There's the controversy that the production of Deep Space Nine ripped off J. Michael Straczynski and his vision for Babylon 5. Was Babylon 5 first? Actually, I think Babylon 5 premiered just after Deep Space Nine. but they, So they were in production probably at the same time. They were absolutely oh, okay. uh, in production okay. at the same time. Uh, Straczynski, though, had been shopping Babylon 5 around mm -hmm. for years and even tried to pitch it to Paramount, and Paramount said no thanks. And then... And then Paramount's like, hey! It's a show about a space station. <laughs> and I think Straczynski says, yeah, he thinks the studio probably pushed the producers of Trek in that direction. Mm. And that's the extent of the theft. The two shows couldn't be more different. I mean, I don't dislike Babylon 5, but I love Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I yeah, think... I was going to say, Babylon 5, while maybe a similar concept, doesn't quite do it for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, Babylon 5 was so meticulously planned that any time a cast member left, they had to kind of scramble. And, mm. the, uh, you know, the writing was on the wall that they were going to not get a fifth season so he kind of ran to the end of the story at the end of the fourth season and then they said nope you're doing 22 more and he's like ah and that fifth <laughs> season kind of spins its wheels it does whereas deep space nine had no plan there was not when they wrote the pilot they didn't have a conception of how the show would end after seven seasons mm. they just kept telling the story and let it take them in the directions they wanted to go. Mm -hmm. A great example of that is when Worf comes on as a regular in season four, the producers didn't want to do it. <laughs> the studio said, you got to have a next-gen uh, crew member as, mm. a, as a regular now to boost your ratings. This is an edict. Make it happen. Right. And not only did they take it and do it, they turned out some of their best shows based on the curveball that the studio gave them. <laughs> When I get to my top five, Worf's not going to be absent from that list. <laughs> right. I've read 
the quote-unquote relaunch books. I've seen the Cisco return from the wormhole. I I have seen deep, uh, deep in space. real life or in the in the show. They are real. <laughs> <laughs> I have read about Deep Space Nine being destroyed and the Federation building a new bright shiny Deep Space Nine, the Bajoran sector. Uh, Ro Laren joins the crew in the relaunch Ooh. books. Is the security chief replacing Odo for a number of years and then becomes captain of Ooh. Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Welcome to our commercial break. <laughs> Catching up on the world i'd say it's important that you wear a mask please just do it that it covers your mouth and your nose because that's where the corona comes from right and it doesn't change your oxygen saturation levels at all no find a nice doctor or nurse on twitter to follow Mm -hmm. because they will tell you all of the nonsense that's floating out there and why it's false if you truly have breathing difficulties that might make a mask difficult there are actual reasons not to wear a mask then i don't want to is not a good one right (laughs) if you but if you do have breathing difficulties like that it's it's important that you don't go out because then there is a re- a dangerous respiratory illness yes. out there. You are more at risk to become more seriously sick. Yes. Yes. And stop comparing it to the flu. It's, it's not, not a good comparison. Yeah. Yes, the flu does kill some people, but not in this short of a time span right. and not with the lingering side effects that a lot of cases have presented. It's, after contracting COVID. It's dangerous to go alone. Here, take this. Yes. Borrowing from Zelda a little Yes. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that. Black Lives Matter. Always. Arrest the murderers of Breonna Taylor. Yes. So the world sucks, but we're muddling through. We're muddling through, and I think we might be getting a little better. It's painful. I think people who are... I think we're trying to get better. Right. And yeah. I think that's the first step. Yeah. Look at past tense. It's it's not going to be like immediate change. It, right. it takes a lot of small moments and little little by little, each person kind of wakes up a little bit more to, oh, wait, maybe this is a problem. Right. And then from there, it's figuring out how do we proceed. And, you know, for the Star Trek fan and us all who are, you know mourning the utopia that seems so far away right part of roddenberry's future always had that the future was going to get quite a bit worse right before it got better yeah there there was catastrophe before there right. was utopia yeah. yeah eugenics wars sanctuary districts mm-hmm. world war three yeah zephyr cochran playing ooby dooby <laughs> is that the actual name of that yeah. song ooby wow. <laughs> uh so We'll get better, but we have to work at it. Right. Yeah, it's not going to happen on its own. We got to look out yeah. for each other. And we can't do it by embracing comfort. We need to make difficult self-analysis mm-hmm. and positive action. And part of that is if you think property destruction is more egregious than life destruction, then, you know, have a little chat with yourself about yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. And while you're, you know, quarantining, hopefully, at home, trying to stay away from, you know, social contact. There are some podcast suggestions we could make. As the Myth Turns, hosted by our good friends and crewmates who are still missing, <laughs> Z and Eris. <laughs> it's they, a long away mission, man. It is a long, and well, it's, it, yeah, it's sort of one of those O'Brien must suffer things. They've mm. actually been programmed to think that they're in a 30-year prison stint. <laughs> when they come back, we'll never speak of it again. Yeah, yeah. 
because that is the Star Trek way. They post episodes uh, every week that we do not, so there's never a week without a Party Apocalypse podcast. The Fourth Wall is available in its entirety on the website, along with my movie reviews, blogs, and books. So go to PartyApocalypse.com for all your entertainment needs, whether they be visual, written, or oral. That's with an (laughs) A-U. And with that, I think we will go back to the episode. Here, here's a great example of uh, comparing Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Voyager and Deep Space Nine have one element that somewhat is similar. The character of Kira Norris was originally supposed to be Rolaren. Right. Uh, Michelle Forbes was just not interested in being a regular on a show. So they had to scramble. But what did they do? They changed the character's name, gave her maybe a very roughly similar mm-hmm. backstory, and it was a whole new, different kind of character. But they did not do that too much with Tom Paris. Voyager <laughs> went along the same path and then got the actor, didn't want to pay whoever wrote that first episode about Nicholas Lacarno, <laughs> changed his name and nothing period else period. <laughs> Deep Space Nine is an infinitely superior show to Voyager. Mm, mm. I, I'm, I'm scrambling for other things. I could I could really keep going about how much I love Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, its holodeck episodes are, they slap, they are good. They are bangers, each and every one of them. And I'm just not like a to fan say, Mac has recently embraced the lingo of Gen Z a lot here lately. <laughs> I got to promote a podcast. I got to talk how the youths talk. Yes, yes. I stan Deep Space Nine. All of them. <laughs> it, I mean, and it, when you talk about some of these shows, they take they take a couple of years to get started. Really, season one and two of Deep Space Nine are pretty good. Mm-hmm. They, there's not there's a couple of weak episodes, but they are telling the story they're telling, and it only gets even better from there. Yeah, and you're not waiting for it to yeah get to arrive to, to right. find its stride. Yeah. I think they had a pretty good stride early on yeah. and just kept running. Yeah. And something that I was thinking of that you could kind of do with this show is because there are so many good threads, you know, they tell a good story about the Klingons. They yeah. tell a good story about the Cardassians. They'll tell you a good story about the Ferengi. You could remove groups of elements from the show and make... Like, so let's say somebody wanted to get super creative and edit Deep Space Nine to be about only the Ferengi. You could do that and you could have actually a really good story. You could do the same thing for, you know, the Cardassians and, you know, the Bajorans. Like, you you could re-edit what is out there into, like, many things. Oh, sure. And... Because there's so much good material, um, you're not really going to lose anything. You'd still have a a good, cohesive thing. Absolutely. Like, if if you only wanted to tell the story about the Dominion, yeah, you Mm -hmm. could do that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you could even make, like, best of playlists on on certain subjects and really tell. Because it's not even just that it's one story, it's that it's several Mm -hmm. long-form stories. Like, the Ferengi even go through a really thorough arc even though it's mm-hmm. more comedic than the others. Mm-hmm. The Dominion, the Klingons, the Bajorans. Even the Federation goes through its, you know, growing pains during the seven years of the show. Deep Space Nine is one of those things that's in the wrinkles of my brain. I don't know if I would be a writer now if it weren't for Deep Space Nine. And Far Beyond the Stars, and we'll, we'll get to that mm-hmm. eventually. And really Jake Sisko, too. 
hmm. throughout the show. I, 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 being being an actual writer, not just like mm-hmm. Tom Paris in Voyager, right. where like the last season, it's suddenly like maybe I'll be a writer. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe I'll make this. Okay, captain why haven't something. you been writing for the last seven years? Right. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I like that Jake didn't join Starfleet, even though there would probably mm. have been pressure to do so. I like that Nog did. <laughs> Right, even uh, though there was pressure not to. <laughs> right, everybody's everybody's swimming against the current on this show, and that's that's what I like. I Odo when he's when he he likes being sort of the mis he enjoys being the misfit. Mm-hmm. That and and I'm like that that's my aesthetic, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want us to move to somewhere, you know, a little more progressive. I'm like, I'm kind of comfortable being the only progressive in a <laughs> in, in a sea of crap here. Yeah, yeah. We're we're still working on that. We are still working on that. <laughs> Eventually, I'll rejoin my people in the Great Link. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We should probably hit upon what our experience was with the show as time went on. Did you watch it while it was airing? I think I did. Like. Week to week? I believe so. So you you moved across the country during its run. When did it start? 93 and then it ended in 99. Yes, I moved in 94. Okay. The summer of 94, so that would have been between Mm -hmm. seasons. Deep Space Nine was syndicated like Next Gen, so it didn't air at the same time at the same night everywhere in the country. Mm. I would say, so you probably watched it more than I did originally, because here in our town... And this was a big problem for Deep Space Nine as far as ratings were concerned. In certain markets, it would air at weird times. Oh, okay. There were a couple of years where it aired 6 p.m. on Saturday nights about the same time that Next Gen did, but it was on a different channel. And so I think that probably was the time I watched it more regularly. But for the vast majority of its runtime, it aired 10.30 p.m., on mm. Saturday nights. And so it was always a difficult choice some nights because it depended on who was hosting Saturday Night Live that week. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Which which would also be, you know, part of my yeah, I think aesthetic. Maybe because Saturday Night Live wasn't a huge part of me growing up. Next Gen was appointment viewing for me and my dad sure. growing up. And I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I think we carried that into Deep Space Nine. Nine. Mm. Yeah. I, I watched it. When I could, I would record it more often than not. But even then, depending on who was on Saturday Night Live, it was it was a tough choice. So there are chunks of it I missed hmm. uh, on the original uh, viewing through. But then D- DVDs came out and some cable airings and that sort of now, thing. Now, when when would D- DS9 have gone off the air then? 99. Uh, okay. Summer of 99. See, that's I maybe didn't finish watching the show right. because I would have been going off to college um, in 98. Um, yeah. And so I think, I don't have as clear memory watching like maybe the later seasons. I remember, right. And I think you and I did a thorough rewatch on DVD before it really got yes. onto Netflix and the, or any of the streaming services. I went Amazon deep and got every disc set. Right. I don't know if we were even engaged yet at that point. We were living together because we were in that one yes. apartment. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure we weren't married yet. Yeah, probably not. But we sat down and watched all of Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. And you didn't like some of the greatest episodes of all time. Right? There are some episodes that just didn't impress me as I much know. as as much as they are loved by other people. And I, I, I know this about myself. Yes. I I I tend <laughs> to not necessarily like things just because everyone else likes them. Oh, 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 oh I see how it is. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm 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 
I'm yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> and it's 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 just it's it's a quirk of mine. It's yes. and I do this a lot. Like I I sometimes like I won't even play like a popular game that's like an app on a phone because I'm like, "Oh, everyone's playing that. I'm not going to play it." But then I'll start playing it like 2 years later cuz you know, the craze is over. <laughs> trying to remember how much final fantasy you've been playing over the last couple months mm. i'm i you, you you joke because i'm like the one kid in the 80s that dare worked on right and i feel like maybe i'm also that one kid that like saw that sign that says like what's right is not always popular and what's popular is not always right and I, took that to like a weird extreme <laughs> but i love deep space nine that makes me against the grain too mm. yeah most Star Trek fans are like... I'm surprised that there's as many people don't like Deep Space Nine. I think it definitely has a resurgence recently. And I think to say so is a little almost cliched because they talk about how it was a show built for the streaming era. Yeah. A good 15 years before the streaming era. I was going to say, because Voyager was not built to be binge watched, but no. DS9 absolutely was. Yeah. And this was before streaming services even existed. <laughs> it's it's definitely enjoying a resurgence now because it it, it is it's a, bingeable. It was ahead of its time. That's yeah, good. Okay. and it's sort of surprising that Babylon Five hasn't also reached that. But then I think that's because Babylon Five special effects suck. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like the show, but the like all that mid '90s CGI they do is like <laughs> no, no, let's not do that anymore. So does D D Space Nine stuff? Is model Holds work well. mostly? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the I think part of the problem is they never remastered it all, so it's not mm. the most pristine version you're watching on uh, Netflix. The recent documentary remastered some of it, and it looks mm. really impressive, like yeah. some of the space battles and stuff. But uh, it's a little aged, but it's not so aged that it looks ridiculous. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. and. <laughs> As with most times that you get Mac and I talking about Star Trek, we went a little long. So we've decided to split this into two episodes. Next time on The Holodeck is Broken, we will introduce you to our top five each episodes of Deep Space Nine. So until then, we wish everyone well. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Please just, just wear your mask. And we'll see you next time. Ding! I can talk now. So about these top five favorite episodes. Nope. Ah! 